Welcome to episode 49 of the Forward from 50 podcast, where we interview people over 50 who are pursuing new direction for their lives. It's an opportunity for men and women to tell their stories, their way, in their own words. I'm Greg Gerber, the founder of Forward from 50, and your host for today's show. Today I'm interviewing a man who is starting a new life in his 50s, where he's hoping to launch a mission to serve his family in Kenya. Joseph Rourke had been married for 21 years before his wife died and his entire life flipped upside down. A truck driver by trade, Joseph lives near Detroit. He uses that job to help support his second wife and three daughters who live in Kenya. They're the highlight of his life today. In fact, he refers to them as the four Melkias, which means four queens. Joseph feels called to ministry in Kenya, so he's working to develop income streams that would help finance his mission and support his family. To tell us his story about how God took his life in a completely different direction in his 50s, please welcome Joseph Rourke to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Joseph. I really appreciate the time. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and what you do for a living. Yes, praise God. I'm from uh, Detroit, Michigan. I'm currently a truck driver. Most importantly, I'm a servant of the Most High God, our Father, through Jesus to Christ and his Holy Spirit. There's no compromise in that. It is very important. That's the most important thing to my wife. I'm married to a Kenyan woman. She had two daughters before I met her. And we've been married for two years and we now have a daughter of our own. One year, about two months old. So we have a family of my wife and three daughters, which is very beautiful. People have asked me, why am I separated from my wife and family? And it's, it's a simple answer. It's a financial thing. Kenya, the government will not allow people outside of Kenya to work. Because of that, I had to come back to America and work my truck driving job that I have. And that provides for my family. And I'm willing to make that sacrifice for my family to do whatever I have to do to take care of my family sure. and to honor God by doing that. And that is the reason well, for now, temporarily, this small season that we are in, that we are separated. We are able to video chat pretty much whenever, we're, whenever we can. And I'm able to feed into their lives spiritually. I send scripture to them all the time. We pray and at least in the age that we live in now, I'm still able to be leader in some expanse and be able to feed into their life spiritually, which that's a great thing. That's a it's, blessing. How did you meet if she's in Kenya? Oh, we met on Facebook. Okay. Uh, we had talked for a while. God had already started introducing me to Kenya. God has a purpose in my life to serve Kenyans, not just my wife, but God is orchestrating this great, this great miracle of getting me to Kenya to serve others. And so I was studying and learning about Kenya. I was actually learning the Kiswahili language, and that's still in process. I'm not a master at the language, but I can communicate a little bit in Kiswahili or Swahili. And through that process, actually, I have a great video on TikTok. It's an eight-part series on TikTok of how God got me to Kenya and introduced me to my wife and the miracles that had to take place for that to happen. 
And it's, it's a really great series. There was a man from Libya that actually knew Omar Qaddafi. God used that man to put my wife and me together on Facebook. That was the only person we had a connection to. Although my wife had never talked to him before, never even knew he existed, never knew she was friends with the man, but that's how God used this man to connect us. Absolutely. And uh, once we started talking on Facebook, it was a done deal. We just knew that this was, it was God. Mm -hmm. It was like we had known each other our whole lives. So it was very beautiful. Well, that makes sense. And so you've been, yeah. a, have you been a truck driver for a while? I have been a truck driver for about 30, 35 years. I started driving in uh, 1995. Wow. That's a, a long time. Yes. I've been to all 48 states. I uh, was not able to get to Alaska, but I've been to all 48 states several times as an over-the-road driver. But I'm local now. I've been local now for 12 years, driving for a flooring company. Okay. Yes. That's, that should keep you busy. It does. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, yeah, I put in about 45 to 55 hours a week. And so that's a blessing. And again, it takes care of the responsibilities of taking care of my family and kind of takes, takes care of my responsibilities. But yeah, it, it's temporary. I, I see a much bigger picture God has of my life, but until that completely unfolds, this is a very great blessing. How did you get to Kenya in the first place? Oh, the TikTok video, it goes into great detail. It was a mighty miracle. There was so much spiritual warfare two weeks leading up to it. But it was, I went in 2021 going into 2022. It was in January, basically January 1st of 2022. So COVID was very prominent still at that time. I ended up having to get wow. nine shots before I could even get on the plane to go to Kenya. The tickets are pricey. They're, you might as well say $2,000 per ticket. Wow. Um, that's a round trip. So yeah, it's a little pricey to get over there. Uh, once we decided that this was God, this was the real deal, then I, you know, I had to move forward and figuring out how to get there. It took about three to four months to get a passport. That was very difficult. That was probably the most difficult thing was the passport because they were so backlogged because of COVID. I had to also get a visa. I had to go online. Everything for visas that Kenya has is they have their own online service now. And you filled out the application online. And then I waited. They had to do a background check. And it took approximately about two weeks. And then once I got the visa, bought the ticket, I was gone. You're... I couldn't have been a more happier man. <laughs> How long were you in Kenya? The first time I went, it was 10 days. I went back later that year. I was there. Or, yeah, I was there for 12 days. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was supposed to have went for my daughter's delivery, but I missed it, which was unfortunate. But God used me when I was there to speak in a church for a pastor. And that was very beautiful. There's, there was a man that came in to that service. He had never been in that church before. He got saved. And then later on that day, there was a lady who was healed. She was very sick. She had malaria. And she was healed that day. Even though I didn't go that second time, Kenya, from what I had in my mind, God used it as a great miracle. And fulfilled something that he had spoken to me earlier. He had said that he was going to open my mouth and loosen my tongue. 
And he said that I was going to serve others in Kenya. And that was just the beginning, a little taste of what God has planned for my life. And it was one of the best days of my life. It was an amazing miracle all the way through. That sounds like you've cool. gotten all praise. <laughs> you had sent me a message a little while ago saying that God spoke to you when you were nine or 10 years old. Uh, that yes. kind of gave you a direction for your life. What was that conversation all about? Yes. So I was in a church service, nine, 10 years old, and there was a man who would come in maybe once every three months or so, and he would preach for us. And he wasn't a pastor, but he was like a roving evangelist. And while this man was preaching, God spoke to me and he said, that's going to be you one day. I'm like, that doesn't, (laughs) in my even childish mind, I'm like, that doesn't make sense, but God affirmed it. He said, no, that's going to be you. And throughout the years, God had reminded me of what he had spoke to me. And but 52 years later, now I'm starting to actually see this come to fruition. And it's the most beautiful, amazing thing to see something God spoke to you as a child now beginning to blossom into reality. So are you planning to go to Kenya to serve as a missionary or as a pastor? I never thought of myself as a pastor, but yeah, as a mission to serve others, God has already put me in contact with different pastors in Kenya, all over Kenya. Hezekiah is a pastor and Mobasa. There's two pastors in Kisi, Pastor James and Pastor Joshua that God has connected me to. We talk every day and they are eagerly anticipating me coming to Kenya. They're very excited for me to come there to help them, if not just to speak in their church every now and then on a Sunday. Yeah, they're looking very forward to that. There, there's another guy. This is a great story. There's a man that's named Evans. He's not a pastor. He's, well, he, he is a believer, a great man of faith. And he lives in industrial Nairobi. Nairobi sections off their city and gives each part of their city a different name. So this is by the airport, industrial Nairobi. He had contacted me and said that his family had planned in northwestern Kenya. And he would give me that land if I would build a church there. I was so humbled and heartbroken too because I knew I didn't have the finances to do that. And I told him, I'll pray. I'll pray about it. And uh, God's capable of doing anything. And if he wants it, he'll provide for those finances. But he came back to me a little later on and he told me the reason I want you to go to this part of Kenya and to build this church on this land, this village, they need to hear about Jesus. Mm -hmm. They need the gospel of Jesus. He said they never heard of Jesus before. I'm like, wow, that is so humbling, just so wow. So I told him, I go, look, even if we're not able to build a church, we're going there. We're going there, we're going to preach the gospel, and we're going to minister to to these people in this village, whatever we can do to help them and, and, and feed them spiritually. Yeah, God has orchestrated putting people like that in my life. There's a, a guy that God just introduced me to recently. His name is Eric. He lives maybe 15, 20 minutes south of where my wife and family live. And... 
His story is just so sad. People, raiders came into his village and many people were murdered and he had to move to where he stays now. But where he stays now is the land that his house, that this community's houses are built on. The rain is causing mudslides and they're, they're elevated. They're, the land is actually going into a valley. They're losing their land. And the houses are getting really close to falling into this valley. It's very sad. It is. Uh, yeah. But had- God has been communicating and he wants to, I had brought up a point to where when I get to Kenya, I want to start a baseball team, <laughs> teach Kenyans how to play baseball, especially youth, like young adults and youth to give them something else to do besides run the streets or things that they're doing now to give them a choice to have something to do. And we, as we teach them how to play baseball, we can teach them the gospel. We can show them about God and and his love and his mercy and how much he cares for us. And so my friend, Eric, he he was on board. He's yes, as soon as you get here, we got to do this. (laughs) So that's fine. um, He actually, he has a, he wrote a long idea that he had how to save this community too. There's ways in, in agriculture that you can slow down the process of those mudslides. And uh, so also when I get there, I'd like to help him in, in that also to try to prevent this disaster from happening. Most of the time, Kenya is pretty dry, but lately they have had a lot of rain. <laughs> Majority of Kenya has had a lot of rain. And New rain is good, but unfortunately, if you get too much of it too soon, it causes flooding and mudslides. So that's not good. Yeah. So they, they, they need prayer in there. Funny that you mentioned that people haven't heard of Jesus. Growing up in America, we take it for granted pretty much because we are allowed. Yes. There's a church on every corner, <laughs> sometimes yeah. two churches on every corner. And so that's nice that you're wanting to do that and go into Kenya and start spreading that message. What gave you this passion for Kenya? God did. <laughs> okay. I was praying for something different a couple of years ago, something completely different and praying earnestly. I really wanted just one thing. And basically God, without even saying anything, he said, no, but the only thing he spoke to me was Africa. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and I didn't put it out of my mind, that it, even though I know it was God, but I didn't really dwell on it or think about it too much after that. And then, but then when God started orchestrating this, he reminded me, remember, I told you two years ago, I told you Africa. <laughs> I, I don't know for other people, but it throughout my life, that's God teaches, speaks to me and teaches me in, in, in those ways. I don't know if it's the way I'm chemically wired, but that's, yeah, that's the way God has to speak to me. He, he drops something and then he teaches me about it later on. It, mm-hmm. it seems like, yes. He prepares you for it. So basically and, what you're doing is you're working as a truck driver now and earning money that you're sending back to support your mission and your family in Kenya. Yes. And on top of that, a friend of mine, he introduced me to online businesses uh, when I first married my wife and, and started this adventure. I really had no idea about anything online. 
So now it, it streams of income. If mm-hmm. I want to accomplish what God is going to have for my life, if I want to live in Kenya, I have to have outside the box streams of income, something that I could do online to provide for my family and all the requirements I need to do to care for my family in that way. And also for missions and helping out all these other pastors and Eric and what any other person that God opens the door that I'm introduced to is obviously is going to take some kind of financial network. And I'm hoping that something that I'm trying to accomplish also online will open up that door to be able to accomplish these things. And that's by building some online businesses and provide services that way? Yes. Right now I have a Shopify store that's under, if you go to the numeral four and then Malkias, M-A-L-K-I-A-S, and it's all put together, all lowercase, and then .com. If you go on your search engine and put that in, that will automatically take you to my Shopify store. Okay. I also have a book that I have on Amazon Kindle. It's under a different name. It's under Jason William Alexander. And the book is titled, the book is titled Faith, Hope, Love, A Journey to Find Truth. Do you know Jason? That's me. That's you. That's your pen name, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's my pen name. Okay. My my dad actually wanted to name me Jason. And then William, I just thought was such a great name as my grandfather's name. And I've always had a interest in Alexander the Great and some of his <laughs> and he just always that interested me. And I always thought that Alexander was a very elegant a person of power and wisdom and so that's why I use that name. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. What kinds of things do you sell on your online stores? My Shopify store, I have a Printify that I can create pretty much anything. And I can put my own designs on them and then I can put it onto Shopify and sell it. I have a I have jackets, I have candles, cups, coffee mugs. And okay. I also have the store is also like a fitness store that has all kinds of fitness equipment too. And during this time of year, everybody's talking about wanting to get in shape. Right. Hopefully, hopefully the store will have a boost in this upcoming month. So it, it's twofold. I have a, a fitness side of it. And then I have also things that I've uh, made designs for and then put on, on bomber jackets. And I have a kind of a unique kind of dress that I made. Uh, it's like a Kenyan dress. Uh, and then, oh, I have a, a gym bags. They go along with the bomber jackets. Mm-hmm. So whatever design, I have a lion's design that I put on one uh, bomber jacket. And then I put a, a gym bag to go along with it so they would match. Okay. So you're raising money off of those sites to help finance your endeavors. That's the goal. I yes. haven't quite, it's, it's just laying there right mm-hmm. now. And I'm praying every day that God would intercede and bless it and draw people into it. So far, not quite. I had just, it's only been up for since the beginning of December. Okay. So it hasn't been up for a, a great long time. But yet, I would like to hopefully see some 
success from it <laughs> sooner <laughs> than later. Can you live if in Kenya? It's all possible. <laughs> can you live in Kenya? I can. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's getting easier now. Before you had to have a, a visa and you would renew it every three months. And then they changed that to, I believe it was a year you could live there. But our president, Ruto, had said at the end of December that nobody is going to be required to have a visa now to enter into Kenya. And I had to look into that a little bit because I don't know exactly, because there are several visas, depending on what you want to do in Kenya, there's several visas. And, but from my understanding, from what President Ruto said, you just pay maybe $25. You can go into Kenya, no visa. And from my understanding, you can stay there as long as you want. To be, if I wanted to get dual citizenship in Kenya, that takes about 10 to 12 years. They wanted to actually see you there, see you being successful and making sure that you are not getting into any problems or causing any disputes with the Kenyan government, right. obviously. But yeah, that to actually get dual citizenship, it's, it's quite a, it takes quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're yeah. looking to do is to move into Kenya, at least on a part-time basis? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, I, I do believe God is sending me to Kenya. And really the only thing that's holding it up is just finding an income to be able to get there and to support the family and support missions while I'm there. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Can you bring your family to America? I can. It costs a lot of money. Oh, I can imagine. It, yes. Yeah, it would cost more money to bring them here than to me to go there. Obviously, it's easier to get one person to Kenya than three to America. <laughs> There's some other things that my wife and I have talked about with the school systems and, mm -hmm. and some of the things that are going on in our country now that, that they are African. They're Kenyans. And you have to be sensitive and consider all of those avenues for moving. If we were, we originally actually wanted to, we were trying to push towards that. But then when God started speaking into my life and she was 100% on board, she goes, no, if God told you, you're coming here, you're coming here. That's it. Many people may yeah. not realize how poor Kenya is. I just looked it up and a hundred dollars here in America is the equivalent of 15,738 Kenyan dollars. So I can understand why you're trying to raise money here to help yeah. support the mission and the things you want to do yeah. in Kenya. Yeah, which basically that breaks down to extra $50, a hundred, it'd be 150 in uh, Kenya. Mm -hmm. So they go by shillings. So if it's a hundred dollars you add on, it would be uh, 10,000 shillings. So you add on just two more zeros. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's quite a deed over there, I understand. Yes. Yes, there are some very, very poor parts of Kenya that I would love to try to help out, if at all possible, if God would allow. Believe it or not, especially in Nairobi, and this is a strange thing, as poor as some of the regions of Kenya is, especially in Nairobi, they have a bigger middle class than what we have here in America. Our middle class is diminishing. Their middle class is growing, especially in Nairobi, Kisumu, and the big cities, Mombasa. But once you get outside of those large urban areas, 
you get into the countryside, that's poor. That's mm-hmm. like us being back in the 18, really? 1850s, 1860s here in America. Poor. Wow. They're basically living off the land. If their crops don't come through, then they're in major trouble. Yeah. So, I can imagine. They still consider Kenya a third world country. I'm almost positive that there's not a single country in Africa that is not a third world country. And that's sad. It's really sad. I agree with that. Absolutely. So I appreciate your yeah. passion to get in there and help these people. And yes, amen. getting out there and trying to support your family uh, by working in America and sending money back to Kenya and also to uh, try and raise money to get yourself there again for a short stint to help you connect with other people. That sounds like a very worthy cause. Yes. And thank you. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. And you came up with this after you were 50 is when the big change took yes. place, right? Yes. I was married to another woman for 21 years, 21 great years. And she was sick and God mercy on her and brought her home. I was 49 years old. And so after I turned 50, God took everything around and my whole life was turned upside down. And he started bringing me down this journey. It's great. Praise, praise God. He took something I thought was going to be one that was devastating. Sometimes even difficult now with dates of the years when you have anniversaries and things. It can still be difficult. But that wasn't, that was the beginning in God's perspective. It wasn't the end for me. God had a whole new life that he was about to introduce me to. And he did. And then, you know, praise God is a glorious thing. Beautiful. That is. And this is just the beginning steps. I haven't even got into the main piece of the pie yet. There's many things that I believe that God is going to have me do in Kenya. And it could be until the Lord comes back and gets us all out of here. <laughs> I would say that's probably a pretty good perspective. I would be in Kenya until the Lord gets us out of here mm-hmm. and just serving others. That's as children of God. I think that's very important that we, we are servants of others. It's not really about ourselves when God can't bless us, but our perspective is to love and serve others. I, At least that's the vocal point that God has really put onto my life in these last couple of years. Yes. I agree. What a worthy way to be active and pursuing purpose and passion, passionately pursuing purpose in your 50s. How yes. can people contact you if they'd like? I have an email. It is R O R I C K T R at gmail.com. Very good. I do have a PayPal. There's the same email address. And then you would also need the number four again, M-A-L-K-I-A-S. And I have a friend that every now and then is trying to help me. Uh, the, the same friend who told me about all these businesses online and the, that you can actually earn streams of income online is helping me a little bit in support. So I know that this PayPal works with those two. You, you need to email and then the formal key. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not really good at asking for money or, but somebody would like to support missions. I, I, I guess it would not be wisdom for me to turn it down. Mm-hmm. There was a man, I don't know if you've heard of him, Ryan Rieger. He actually wrote a book, Streams of Income. 
And that was the first step that got me into this. Another great institution is called 48 Days Eagles, Dan Miller and his yes. family. And they're all believers. And uh, boy, 48 Eagles was a, another great step to opening up these ideas of online businesses. So there are many things online that it takes a little bit of time. Some of it takes investments, but if, if God has put that on your heart, I would say continue to pursue it with everything you have because God will see you to the end of that. And there were some affiliate marketers that I tried in the beginning. It just got really cost heavy. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was money to make in that, but the uh, investment that I had to put in, I just didn't have it at that time. So there have been brick walls I've hit and God has redirected me, but it's all learning. The one guy in the affiliate marketer said, if you can learn a skill, you can earn income or you can master money, but you have to learn, you have to have skills. You have to learn that. Right. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm in the process of doing that, putting a little piece here and a little piece there. And when you get the whole pie together, God will, I am hoping Give me enough streams of income to be able to fulfill what, what God has me to do in Kenya. Excellent. So. I appreciate you sharing your story with me, uh, Joseph. I really do. I wish you the best of luck and hope you can raise that money to get back to Kenya, to be with your family for a little while, but also to develop the income streams that you need to support this mission on a long-term basis. Yes, sir. I am so humbled and I appreciate your time and effort of trying to promote this for me. It's been very exciting for me, and I'm very blessed and humbled that you would take your time to interview me. May God bless you. I, it's just it's really touched my heart that you would be willing to do that for me. Joseph Rourke certainly has an interesting story and a real passion for serving the people of Kenya, especially his wife and three daughters. He met his wife online almost by accident. When he flew to Kenya for the first time to meet her in person, it was in the middle of the COVID problem and all sorts of spiritual warfare attempted to interfere with the visit. But in the end, Joseph fell in love with the woman who had two daughters already and they had a third daughter together. At the moment, it's easier for Joseph to work as a truck driver in America, which gives him lots more money to share with his family in Kenya. But his heart is for the people of Kenya and he really wants to get there to minister to them. Two churches in Kenya have already expressed a desire to work with Joseph on a full-time basis. In the meantime, Joseph is sharpening his language skills and learning all he can about creating independent recurring income streams to meet the needs of his family and support the ministries. He already set up a Shopify site at fortmalkias.com to sell health and fitness equipment as well as clothing items like bombardier jackets. Joseph also published a book under his pen name, Jason William Alexander titled Faith, Hope, Love, A Journey to Find Truth, he described it as a riveting story of a boy who lost all hope and desire for truth when in his darkest moments he was given a second chance at life. I love that Joseph feels called to abandon everything he's used to in America in order to serve his family and the people of Kenya. That's what Forward from 50 is all about, helping people to enjoy strong second halves to their lives, and Joseph is showing exactly how it's done. People can connect with Joseph by email at rorictr at gmail.com, as well as on Facebook. I wish him the best of luck as he passionately pursues this new purpose for his life. That's all I have for this week's show. 
you'd like help in identifying a purpose for your life or to get help in planning your next steps, I'm offering a complimentary brainstorming session to members of the Forward From 50 Facebook community. For details, connect with me on Facebook or visit www.forwardfrom50.com. I'll have another inspirational interview on the next episode of the Forward From 50 podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like this show, please consider leaving a review wherever you download the episodes.